Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called Of Godliness and Contentment. Divinely wise souls often infuriate the worldly wise because they always see things from the divine point of view. The worldly are willing to let anyone believe in God, if he pleases, but only on condition that a belief in God will mean no more than belief in anything else. They will allow God, provided that God does not matter. But taking God seriously is precisely what makes the saint. As St. Teresa put it, what is not God to me is nothing. This passion, passion is called snobbish, intolerant, stupid, and unwarranted intrusion. Yet those who resent it deeply wish in their own hearts that they had the saint's inner peace and happiness. Wow, that's quite a quote, and I have to say it's quite compelling. Godliness. Godliness with contentment is great gain, Paul wrote to Timothy in verse 6. What an incredible statement. It begs unpacking, to be sure. If godliness is the state of being godly, what does that mean in practical terms? If I described you as being godly, what does it mean you are like? What does godliness look like? And why did Paul stress the value of godliness when writing to Timothy? Mistakenly, I have always considered godliness unattainable in this lifetime. Oh, I know that we Christ followers are to become more like Christ. I get that. But is it like a percentage of how good or how holy one is? No, not a percentage of goodness. God doesn't grave on a curve. Is godliness the ability to live the do's and don'ts daily, checking boxes of things that you do and do not do? For instance, if I read my Bible every morning for 10 minutes, then I pray for 10 minutes, and then listen to Christian music on my way to work, does that make me godly? Hmm. And in this passage, we see Paul link godliness with contentment. Godliness with contentment is great gain, he said. What a package. Then he continues, For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. 1 Timothy 6, verses 6-10 through 10. Paul stresses the importance of godliness to Timothy, and he will do so again in his letter to Titus, which you and I are about to devour. For the grace of God teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age, while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Actually, Paul was committed to godliness for himself and in his teaching others. Listen how he describes himself, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. In a former life, I was a math teacher. 
Don't be impressed. It was just fourth grade math. Sometimes looking at something in a mathematic way helps us grasp it better. In grappling with the matter of godliness, perhaps it is something like this. True followers of Jesus plus truth leads toward godliness. When those who are following Jesus gain greater understanding and truth of God from his word, it ought produce a reaction within us. How can it not? Christ followers have the Holy Spirit within, changing and refining us, causing us to want to be more like Jesus. That reaction is a desire for more of Jesus. It is an attitude. Actually, it's a disposition of devotion. Godliness is just that, a heart totally devoted to God. Out of our devotion, we choose wisely. Out of our devotion, we live for Him. Paul said it so well when he was preaching in Athens, for in Him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, for we also are His offspring. That's out of Acts chapter 17. Now, would you say you are godly? Are you totally devoted to God? Wow. So simple. And yet, it asks for our all. If you'd like to print this out or read it, consider it a little more carefully, you can go to pastorwoman.com, click on Powerful Bible Teaching, Morning Briefings, and again, the title is Of Godliness and Contentment.